You're listening to Bought and Beloved. Hello, ladies and gents. Kirby Kelly here, also known as Kirby is a Boss on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. Back at it again with not just another episode on the Bond Beloved podcast. Oh, no, no, no. But another series. And this series is called the Called to Be series. In the past, I've done series talking about false teachers, about the churches in Revelation, about freedom from things such as shame and anxiety and depression, and plenty more. I don't know how many series I've done, but I've done quite a few. Um, And for the next four weeks, we will be tuning into some of my older episodes on the Bought and Beloved podcast that you might have missed, especially if you're newer here. And I've curated them to be in a specific series that touches on the shared topic of identity, right? It's called Created to Be. So, um, or called to be, sorry. So we're going to be looking at what it means to be created in the image of God and who he has created, created us to be, as well as who he has called us to be. Um, now that we are saved, set free, sanctified by his love, all those things. Now this week we are going to dive into what is God's love? Um, how are we defined by it? Our identity that springs forth from it. So without further ado, let's dive into episode one of the Call to Be series. Um, we are called to be loved. Here you go. Gents, my name is Kirby Minnick, and welcome to this week's episode of the Bought and Beloved podcast. For those of you who have stuck around, who have subscribed, welcome back to another episode. But you know what? If it's your first time here, welcome. My name's Kirby, also known as Kirby is a Boss on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Uh, and this podcast is all about Jesus, all for Jesus, and it's for you guys. Now, typically on the Bought and Beloved podcast, I will go go through the email submissions that were sent to boughtandbeloved at gmail.com, all spelled out, bought, A-N-D, beloved at gmail.com. And again, that's just a safe space for you all to pour out your hearts, ask the hard questions, or request biblically-based topics and themes for me to cover on this podcast. But as I was reading through some of the submissions uh, over the past week that were sent to me, and seeing that this podcast is going out today on Valentine's Day, I I just wanted to cover a few topics in one. And I just absolutely love God's timing. Can I first of all just say that I love God's timing and how more often than not, whenever God really stresses something to me in my quiet time, in my intentional time with him in the word, uh, he further affirms it and gives me the perfect opportunity to share it with others. It's like he, he reveals something to me in his word or he illuminates something to me in scripture. And then all of a sudden I am seeing the perfect opportunity to share it, to discuss it, to talk about it, to edify other people with it. And this is one of those moments. Uh, So recently, God has truly been stressing the concept of love 
on my heart. And I know that seems like such a cheesy and cliche thing because it's like, okay, Kirby, it's Valentine's Day. You're going to talk about love next. Um, no, but uh, let me start off by reading the whole passage that kind of began it all for me over the past week. And then we will dive into specifics. So in John chapter 15, verses 1 through 17, we get the famous passage where Jesus talks about him being the true vine. Now, I want to read the entire passage, and then I kind of want to just break off from that and, and highlight the, the parts that stood out to me. Uh, and hopefully from this, we all gain a better understanding of what it looks like to abide in true love. All right. So starting in verse one, John chapter 15, verses one through 17. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, and you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. Dang. That is such a good word. Like, honestly, we can just take a moment to pick apart all of this in full. And you know what? Maybe we should do that, actually. But I love how how in this analogy, the thing that stood out to me, and maybe it stood out to you, is that word abide. And that word abide, it means to stay, to dwell, to continue, to endure, to be present, to remain, to stand, to tarry for. That's what it means to abide. And as we see in verse nine, it says, as the father has loved me, so I loved you. Abide in my love. Abide in my love. Y'all, he is the vine and we are the branches. Apart from him, we cease to bear life and bear fruit. Apart from him, we cannot live this life of being able to love one another as he has loved us. We must first be able to abide in him if we are going to carry out the love of God. 
first and foremost, whenever I read this, there were two things that stuck out to me. And it was, it's that first part where we are first and foremost called to abide in the Father's love, right? And then secondly, we are called to extend and show that love to other people. Now, the reason why I wanted to bring this up today in today's podcast, today's topic, um, understanding that it's Valentine's Day and knowing that this holiday, it's all about love, right? I think our world has really struggled in the area of defining love, in how we seek love or perceive love or show love or define love. Our world and our generation defines love as something that is conditional, that you earn in a way, I believe. Like we are we are trying to gain love from other people. We are trying to seek affirmation and security and confidence in other people. And you know what that leads to? The moment that we try and latch on and find love in another person and make them the source of our security in that because love provides security. When we seek to make another person our foundational source of love, we are going to fall. We know that looking at 1 John chapter 4, that God is love, right? So if we abide with him, if we are linked up with him, then we are going to know the true source of love. Another person isn't going to be able to fully manifest, fully display, fully show the perfect attributes of God's love. And what is that? What What is God's love anyways? We hear this all the time, right? I just read it. God is love. We throw it around. The, you know, hardcore Christian says it and the liberal Christian says it, right? The, the believer and the skeptic. We all throw that around all the time. Well, God is love, right? But God's love is characterized in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. And I'll read that for us. So starting in verse 4, love is patient. Understand that God is love, is circling that, highlighting that. God is love. This is his character. And in, in, in another way, we could say God is patient, right? So love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy it does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. That's where we're going to end in verse 8, but it continues on in talking uh, about prophecies and, uh, and knowledge and so on and so forth. But understanding that this is love and God is perfect, holy, set apart, meaning that his love is all these things and more. It is perfect. It is perfectly patient. It is perfectly kind. It is not envious. If anything, God's love for us is jealous because envy uh, is, is close to conceit. It is promoting this idea of, well, this thing belongs to me, even though there is no proper ownership. Whereas with jealousy, there is proper ownership and we belong to the Lord. He's jealous for us. That's what we mean when we say that God is a jealous God because we are his beloved his creation, right? That he does not boast. He's not proud. He doesn't dishonor. He's not self-seeking or easily angered. He keeps no record of wrong. He doesn't delight in evil. No, he rejoices with the truth because he is the way, the truth, the life, right? God always protects. He always trusts, hopes, perseveres, and he never fails. 
That is his character. And if we are seeking to find that perfect standard in something other than the Lord, we are not going to be satisfied. And that thing that we are putting our hope in is going to be crushed because it cannot bear that weight. It cannot bear that weight or that expectation. That's why if you go into a relationship and and maybe this is something you've struggled with where you put all your hope in your significant other, that boyfriend or that girlfriend, and they don't meet that expectation and then they fall short and you feel let down and they feel like they were held to an impossible standard. There's this miscommunication, this brokenness, this frustration, and it doesn't work out because they were never meant to carry that weight. Yes, we are called to display and mirror this love, but our source of security, of truth, of worth, of love needs to be in God alone because his love perfectly sustains. We need to be satisfied and our hearts need to be confident in our first love, our true love, that if any other relationship were to fail, we would still be satisfied in the love of God because that is the only relationship, the relationship above all else that truly, truly, truly satisfies Yes, we were created for relationship with one another and community with one another. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying to to expect that from another person because we are called to live up to that standard. But what I'm saying is, is that they will let you down because we're human. Our security and our hope needs to be in the Lord alone. If you find yourself in a place where you are craving that, but you are not first finding that in the Lord and making him your foundation and you're building your desires off of that, or you're laying your desires down and you're inviting God in to come into those places, to that place where you're desiring companionship or relationship or intimacy or whatever. If you're seeking to find that in someone outside of the Lord first and foremost, and you're allowing God to bring those people in by his will, way, and timing, my friends, we're going to get into a sticky situation where we're let down and we feel hopeless and we feel empty and we feel broken. I'm speaking out of experience because I've wrestled with this before where you get into a relationship um, and this has happened in the past where I've put my hope in another person and then they let me down. But we need to understand that perfect love is in God. If we do not choose to abide in him, then we are not going to be able to experience that. And and again, what's the definition of abiding? It's to dwell. It's to endure. It's to remain. We need to be latched on to God. The perfect picture that he gives us in this, this illustration is that he is the vine and we are the branches coming out, out of that. We need to be so interwoven, interlocked with the Lord. We need to cling to him, be in relationship with him, so close to his heart. I love that picture because it just makes me think of hand in hand linked together. We need to be linked with God, abiding in his love. He invites us. There's an invitation with this. He says, as the father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. When I read that for the first time, that stuck out to me because because that is our God. Our God invites us to come in, to enter, and to abide in relationship with him. He says, rest in my love. 
He says, link up with me and let me give you these things. Let me give you life. Let me give you rest. Let me give you peace of mind. That when that person doesn't respond to that text or you feel like that person let you down or they didn't live up to that standard or maybe you haven't found that person or someone ghosted you or someone cheated, whatever it may be, I am not going to do that to you. Abide in my love. Be satisfied in my love. And from that, hopefully, that through abiding in God's love, he begins to to do a good work in your heart, that whether you're in a relationship and you need to work in areas and that, or if you're in a season of singleness, he morphs your heart and he, he, he begins to show you what he values for your life in the relationship area. That we are not called to settle, but we are called to live up to a standard and to serve one another and to love one another. Because the greatest way that we can display our love is in how we serve one another wholeheartedly, selflessly. That is the perfect picture of love. That's what Jesus did for us. He came not to be served, but to serve. And through that, displayed that unconditional love. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network and is sponsored in part by... Can't fall asleep? Find rest as you listen to bedtime stories by Abide. Doze off peacefully as you meditate on God's Word. Abide is the number one Christian meditation app. Abide users report less stress, lower levels of anxiety and depression, and better sleep. For a limited time, our listeners will get 25% off a premium subscription when you text Kirby to 22433. Abide's meditations start at two minutes long. They're easy to fit into your schedule and feature topics like overcoming anxiety, managing stress, addiction and recovery, finding forgiveness, and more. Get started now with 25% off a premium subscription by texting Kirby to 22433. You'll get additional stories and meditations, premium music, soothing sounds, and more. Again, you can support this show and get 25% off by texting Kirby to 22433. love and that he is the perfect displayer of that and that I can rest in him at the end of the day and my heart desires to be romanced by God above all else that I want to see him more I want to know him more I want him to invite me into the mystery and show me all that he has done for me and is going to do and how we are going to partner up in bringing other people into his love I want to be romanced by God and I, my prayer today is that you too see the joy and the beauty of having a relationship with God, that he wants you to abide in his love, not just his correction, his instruction, his order, but his love as well, because all those things fall under the umbrella of love. He's so good. He is so good. A second thing that that stuck out to me in this is the the idea that, again, he's the vine and we are the branches and that we cannot produce fruit by ourselves. And this kind of goes into the area of relationships. And I want us to to focus on the area of relationships and and other people. Uh, This can 
kind of apply to other situations as well, but since we're talking about love, right, and it's Valentine's Day, might as well just keep it in order with what we're talking about. But he talks about how when we abide in his love, right, concluding all this together, as we abide in his love, we are able to bear fruit, right? We bear fruit when we are linked, attached to the vine. But what is this fruit that we begin to bear? As we begin to link arms with God and experience his perfect love, and we allow him to to come into our lives, the fruit that we get to produce is the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23. Think about this. As we abide in God's love, right? His perfect, patient, kind love, all those things, we begin to produce fruits of love, of joy, of peace, of patience, of kindness, of goodness, of faithfulness, of gentleness, of self-control. We begin to produce those fruits, and those fruits are needed in the way that we love other people. Think about it. If we're going to not only just do effective ministry, but do effective relationships, there needs to be love pouring out from our hearts. Joy, peace, patience. Can I hear an amen with that? Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, amen. Gentleness and self-control. We need to be willing to love. We need to be willing to show joy and rejoice. We need to have peace in our own lives as we enter relationships. We need to have patience with one another. We need to have patience with one another as we enter into relationships. Patience with ourselves, with the other person, and and kindness. That, that I believe, interlocks with grace. Having grace for one another and, and that goodness that faithfulness, that gentleness, that self-control, knowing and understanding other people and meeting them where they are, just as Jesus did. It's not always easy and everyone has their own personality. I get that, but we are called to love like this. And if you're seeing a lack of these fruits in your life, I will ask you and challenge you to analyze if you are abiding in God's love in God's presence. If you're spending time with the Father, not just reading the word and checking off your quiet time, but abiding in God's love, his character. Are you spending time with the Father or are you just reading a Bible verse and checking it off? There's two different things with that. You can read a text message from someone, but it's different when you spend time with them in person. Relationships, we need to be intentional. And as we intentionally invest in the Lord, we're going to see our other relationships begin to change. And again, at the latter end of this passage, Jesus's commandment is that we love one another as he has loved us. That is one of the greatest commandments, or the two greatest commandments that Jesus confirms to us as the Pharisees approach him and they challenge him and they ask him, well, what's the greatest commandment? He says to love God right? With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, all your mind, all that jazz, right? The the Shema prayer. But he also says, and to love your neighbor. 
when we do those two things, when we first and foremost love God and abide in his love, we will be able to properly love people. We won't be running on empty. We will be getting our nutrients from the vine. The spirit will be flowing out of us. It won't be draining as we love people because let's be honest, it's hard to love people. There are people that test our patience every day. There are people that, you know what? We don't really want to treat them with kindness and goodness. There are people that we don't necessarily want to extend peace or faithfulness to them or have self-control around them. We want to just lash out. Those things are hard, but when we understand our place in the Father's heart towards us and how he loves us, we will begin to love other people the same way. We will begin to have a heart that is molded to fit his and mirror his. And that's beautiful. That's how it's meant to be. If we do not choose to abide in him, therefore issuing him to abide in us, right? Because it says that as we uh, abide in him, he abides in us. We will lack these things. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Jesus desires for us to be linked to him and to be close to him because it's in a life-giving relationship with him that enables us to bear this proper fruit. And with that, we have to understand that pruning is going to happen, right? Shearing, it's going to happen. But as we continue to be rooted and linked up with him, our desires will begin to mirror his desires as well. Pruning is a very good process, and I plan on doing a podcast on that soon. I might have a guest with that podcast, but you know, if you want to, if you want to podcast all about what it, what that process is, pruning, and how God is still good even when He removes stuff from our life. Oof, Amen. Send me an email because I'll make that one happen. Um, but we will begin to ask in His name rather than for our gain, right? And therefore, we will be able to love him, ourselves, and others truly and properly. This chunk of scripture, we see that he says, ask things in my name. Ask the Father for things in my name and it will happen. He's not saying, okay, ask for something and it will happen. He's saying, ask in my name, meaning if it is in accordance to his character, his will, and his way, pray for those things and God will want to bless those things and be glorified in those things because they, mu- they match up with his desires, his promises, his call. Pray for peace, pray for restoration, pray for healing, pray for those things in Jesus' name because the Father seeks for those things to happen. Are we going to see it happen in the way that we expect? Probably not all the time, but God does answer prayer. He answers prayer. Sometimes it's a yes, sometimes it's a no, sometimes it's a maybe, sometimes it's not right now. But ask these things in God's name because he wants to be glorified. He wants to see people come into relationship with him, but our prayers need to align with his desires. When we ask in his name, those things need to line up with his desires. And those desires come from being in a place of abiding in him. Amen. We love him in our obedience. And when we abide in his commandments, as we abide in him, we begin to obey and produce this fruit that is beautiful and good. The words that he washes us with, instructs us with, guides us with, corrects us with, it produces a truly ever-flowing joy. Our right spirit and our proximity will bring a peace and a joy because he's the true vine. He's so good. If we choose to abide in him and we allow his word to abide in us, what we ask for in his name will be done. If we abide in him 
and allow his word to abide in us. That's when our heart posture and the desires of our heart begin to change, when we allow his word to come in and transform us. We cannot produce this fruit, though, if we don't abide in his love. So I ask you today to analyze in your heart, not do you know God, not are you saved, but are you abiding in the love of a father, of the father, the God who loves you and sees you, and is inviting you into right relationship with him so that you can go into every relationship, friendships, family, dating, marriage, um, your co-workers, strangers, so that you can go into every relationship and properly love them and see the value in them too. Because God sees value in them. And I know we want to receive that kind of love. First and foremost, we need to receive that from God, but, but trust that God will bring a person into your life or hopefully he already has a person in your life that is abiding in his love so that they can properly love and honor you as well. Know your worth. But first and foremost, know that your worth needs to be established in God and that you do a proper job of loving selflessly as well and living up to that standard too. Because God desires our relationships to work and, and God wants you to have a future marriage that is built on security. But first and foremost, the foundation individually needs to be in him and abiding in his love. I'm not married. To, I'm not close to married, but I know that my security is not going to be in, in my spouse alone. Yes, it's going to provide security and he is supposed to mirror Christ's love for the church. Yes and amen. And I'm holding him to that standard. But what I'm saying is, is that whoever it is in your life, whether it's a relationship, a family member, a friend, I don't know. Maybe you're struggling with a codependent relationship. Know that your security needs to come from God. And from that, you will be able to properly love people and let people in and let them love you at the standard and the rate that you deserve to be loved too. That's the standard. Let this be encouragement that you are loved and you are invited to abide. So make that time, make that priority because he is a good and loving and faithful father. He's good and his love is perfect. It never fails. So spend time with him. Spend time with him and, and I'll leave it, I'll leave it at that. But ma'am, I'll actually leave it with this. Song of Solomon 6, 3. I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. That is, that is God's cry to us. I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. Let us spend time with our beloved because we have been, hello, bought and beloved. Jesus bought our freedom because we are his beloved. That's our identity. That is who we are. So let's be rooted in that confidently and understand where our worth is rooted in and never fails in. There we go, friends. That wraps up episode one of our series, Called to Be, where we are exploring more of who we are in Christ and our identity in Him. I really hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, and I encourage you to subscribe and be on the lookout for next week's episode, where we are going to be talking about what it means to be royalty, to belong to God's kingdom, what it means to be an adopted son or daughter of the king. And 
not only the authority and the rights that come with that, but also what it means for us to be servant leaders in the kingdom as well. That's right, friends. We belong to God. God desires a relationship with you. So listen up for that. But in the meantime, have an amazing week. Um, I'll talk your ear off again next Wednesday when my new episode drops. But until then, I love you and bye. Thanks for listening to Bought and Beloved. For more information about this show, visit ConvergePodcastNetwork.com. Thank you.